At Radio Ambulante, we tell Latin American and Latino stories. Felt this sense of kind of hate brewing, and art was a way to challenge that. When you see the reaction here, it's like if you are talking about Mars. We are updating the American dream at soundworks.org. What Veterans Day is like for a deported veteran. Today, Tuesday, November 11th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Hector Barajas served in the U.S. Army. Then he got deported to Mexico. Today is a tough day for him and many others like him. We're not uh, in the United States with our families. We're not at those Veterans Day parades. Uh, that's not important to me. Really what's important to me is, is being with my family. More of Hector's story coming up. Also, Frank Burke was a U.S. Army private during World War I, and his memory is still very much alive in Belgium. These strangers... In another country, they've never forgotten him, they've celebrated him, and they continue to celebrate him. Stick around and find out why, plus catch a ride with one of Tunisia's few female cab drivers. Ahead on the world. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. On this Veterans Day, I want you to imagine you are a vet. You've served, been deployed, maybe even gotten injured, maybe you're decorated. And then despite all that, you get back stateside only to be told you're getting deported. These are complicated stories quite often, not cut and dry, but they are painful for the vets who get deported, and we're going to speak to one of them now. Hector Barajas was born in Mexico but grew up in California. He was a legal permanent resident when, in the mid-1990s, he enlisted in the U.S. Army. These days he lives in Tijuana. Hector, tell us first, why were you deported? I was deported in 2004 for a criminal conviction. Uh, I was in a vehicle where there was a discharge of a firearm, and I did a prison term of uh, two years. But I did serve with the 82nd Airborne, and I uh, put my life on the line on various peacetime operations, jumping out of airplanes. Um, but we have many veterans that are Purple Hearts, that have served in Vietnam, in the Iraq War, Afghanistan, Gulf War, Kosovo, that are decorated, that are being deported. So you served, and, and yet you and many other deported veterans admit you were convicted of various criminal offenses, and the law says that you have to be deported. So uh, why should the U.S. government have done anything differently in your case? When we went uh, overseas or when we wore the uniform, we were United States soldiers. Uh, when we come back from whether it was Vietnam or it was Iraq, uh, we didn't have immigration checking our status or, or checking to see if we had green cards or were U.S. citizens. At the same time, if I die today, I can be buried as an American, and then the United States government would pay for it. Do any vets who are set for deportation, do they ever appeal? You can appeal. We had a guy who appealed it. He, uh, he was in detention for uh, almost over seven years. So uh, a lot of them, they, they get tired of being separated from their families, and they, they just give up. There once was a time when signing up for the armed forces in the U.S. meant you got citizenship. What, what happened to that? Um, there is a lot of promising of citizenship. A lot of the veterans during the Viet, especially the Vietnam era, they thought that they were uh, made U.S. citizens, but that wasn't the case. So what happens is, is there's misinformation, and they're not being counseled. They're not being given information that they're not U.S. citizens, and they have to apply. So it's also a fault on the soldier for not making sure that that paperwork is done. There is a, pa a faster path towards citizenship now, and they have programs in place. But that was not the case when we were in. 
So after you got deported to Mexico, what, what was life like? I, I pretty much said I'm not staying in Mexico, and I ended up going back to the United States illegally. I got caught in 2009, and then that's when I pretty much decided to stay here and try to uh, raise awareness about what's going on. And, and I'm the director of a deported veterans support house, so I have men here that either get deported or that have been deported. What do you actually do for them? We help them find work. We connect them with attorneys as well. And we connect them with other veterans. And we're also a hub. Uh, since nobody's really taking on the issue, we're the hub for our deported veterans. Right now, I have veterans deported to 21 different countries. So I have men re- that reach out to me from Trinidad, Jamaica, Italy. And all these people from all these countries, they've all served in the U.S. military. They all served in the U.S. military. And they all had legal status. There are a few that got deported for no reason. But the majority of them had some kind of criminal conviction. Mm. Tell me about just one of them, one of these veterans who sought shelter with you in the past. What's their story and why? Well, let's talk-